On first down, they hand off to Marlon Mack. Huge hole, 50-yard line. He's at the 40, still going near sideline. He's at the 10, he's at the 5, and he will score. Touchdown, Marlon Mack. Touchdown, I-N-D-Y. And again, it's picked off. It's Darius Leonard. Leonard with a second INT, and he's streaking down the near sideline. He's at the 40, he's at the 30, he's at the 20. He's going to go. A pick six for the Maniac. Horseshoe is back, baby. The horseshoe is back. What is going on, Colts Nation? Welcome back to another episode of the Bring the Juice Colts podcast. Well, the Indianapolis Colts, winners of two straight after their 41-21 victory in Detroit against the Lions. The Colts head home to face the 5-2 Baltimore Ravens at home in a very pivotal AFC battle. The Ravens losers last week at the hands of the undefeated Pittsburgh Steelers. In order to help us preview this big game, please welcome on Mr. Joe Nubo, who is a Ravens YouTuber. Joe, thanks for coming on, man. How are you doing? Good, man. I'm excited to be here. Can't wait to talk about this game. It's, I think it's going to be a good one, and it's definitely not uh, going to be an easy one, as a lot of us uh, Ravens fans like to think. So, yeah, I'm excited to talk about this game, man. Awesome, man. Good to have you on. Uh, I know we were talking about this uh off air here but I wanted to ask you again for everyone watching here obviously you guys lost Ronnie Stanley your left tackle your star left tackle in the game against Pittsburgh obviously a very pivotal blow and then obviously the big news of Marlon Humphrey testing positive for coronavirus so he will not be able to play and then also you have a bunch of different players that were potentially exposed uh, by Marlon Humphrey as well. One of them being uh, your star line, uh, linebacker, Patrick Queen. So there are about seven different players that could potentially uh, be infected. They said as long as they don't test positive at all this week, then they will be uh, good to go for Sunday. But yeah, how nervous are you uh, going forward with you know, the loss of your left tackle, obviously your corner for this week and potentially a few other guys for this matchup. Yeah, it's 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 looking rough. I can't lie. It's it's not looking good. I mean, obviously two franchise players, Marlon Humphrey and Ronnie Stanley being out. Uh, it sucks. It absolutely sucks. And the thing that that makes it even worse is that say these guys don't test you know, don't come out negative. If they have positive tests, then they're probably not going to play. I don't know if they're going to try to reschedule the game because we're basically not going to have our entire starting defense. Um, I don't know what the plan would be there if they would reschedule because as I understand it, you guys have a Thursday night game following this one. So mm -hmm. again, I don't know how the NFL would work that out. But yeah, for this game, man, I do feel I, – I feel like I felt a lot more confident, obviously, before the season about this game, especially because we were supposed to have our bye week before the Colts game, but obviously it got moved to be to before the Steelers game because of the whole thing with the Steelers and the Titans, right? So, yeah. so I felt confident about this game. I'm like, yeah, I think the Colts are going to be a good team, but I think we should be able to come out of our bye. You know, that's usually when we do our good work that we come out and – look at what's going on, look what's going wrong, and see what we can do to get better. But now we're coming off a tough Steelers loss, and obviously Lamar had probably his worst game of his NFL career might have been, in my opinion. He he clearly lost us that game, in my opinion. Um, 
So it, it's it's rough. You're getting a Ravens team that is dealing with a lot of issues. Uh, cornerback is easily one of our biggest issues. It was, you know, the deepest position on the team before the season. But now we ended up losing our starting nickel, Tavon Young, for the season. He went out like in week two, I believe. Um, and we're down to like four corners, I think. But the problem is that some of those corners are actually on the COVID list now. So I'm kind of concerned going up against some of these receivers that you guys got. I know you were kind of saying that T.Y. Hilton maybe not having the best season, um, but you're getting Michael Pittman back, if I'm not mistaken. So, mm -hmm. And the thing that was really hurting us last week towards the end of the Steelers game was when they started running five wide. So I'm kind of concerned if the Colts come out in five wide um, and just what we're going to be able to do because we might not have the horses to cover all those receivers. So, uh, yeah, it, I definitely feel quite concerned about this game uh, for sure. Yeah, I mean, the Colts did do a lot of five wide outs uh, the, last week against the Lions and a lot of no huddle, and it was very effective against the Lions defense. Obviously, Ravens defense is a little bit of a different story. But yeah, we did do a lot of that. But Joe, I got to ask you about the one player that everyone wants to talk about, and it's Lamar Jackson. Obviously, uh, MVP of last season. Lamar's stats haven't quite lived up to the MVP hype following last season. You know, he's been, he's still been pretty good, you know, at, has 1400 yards passing on the year, uh, 450 yards rushing. Obviously he's a playmaker waiting to happen on any given play, but this Colts defense has is the number one rushing defense in the NFL so far this year uh, has held guys like Dalvin cook and multiple others to under 70 yards rushing so, you know, with Lamar Jackson having a average, or, or I wouldn't even say average, I'd say a good season, just not what we're used to seeing from him. What, what do you expect from Lamar in this game? Because obviously he's going up against, uh, I obviously went up against the Pittsburgh defense, which is probably the best in the league at the moment. How does he go from the best defense to, again, probably like the third best defense in the NFL? Yeah, so that's another thing that I was mentioning that I feel like a lot of people are sleeping on this Colts defense. They have a very good defensive line. Obviously, they traded for DeForest Buckner in the offseason. That's totally changed the facet of the game, right? Mm -hmm. um, yeah, we don't really match up too well against this Colts defense, and that's a concern for me because obviously Ronnie Stanley's going to be out. Um, we're dealing with other issues on the offensive line. The interior has been a problem center left guard right guard have been getting beat uh pretty consistently getting pressure for Lamar and he's not as comfortable as he was last season with our because we had a way better offensive line we still had Marshall Yanda all pro you know hall of famer and he ended up retiring and you can definitely see that Lamar just does not feel the same comfort in the pocket that he did last season so that's definitely a concern for me my thing about the running game is that as down as I am on this Ravens team, I still have faith in our running game. You know, I understand the Colts probably do have the best running defense in the league right now, but the Steelers were also up there. They, I mean, they were keeping some guys to some very, very low numbers. They kept Derrick Henry in check, right? And we were still able to rush for over 200 yards. So I'm not trying to be cocky here, but I mean, when we're running the football, when we actually run the football and do what we're good at, 
oh, I, I just don't see many teams that are able to stop our running game. So that's like the one positive that I am feeling about. I'm still feeling good about our running game. Uh, obviously, I don't know. You guys probably saw that Mark Ingram is kind of dealing with some injuries. He didn't play against the Steelers. I'm expecting he'd probably come back. But to be honest with you, Mark Ingram hasn't really been a factor this season. It's uh, the two running backs that went off last week against the Steelers were Gus Edwards and J.K. Dobbins. And that has been the tandem that a lot of Ravens fans, including myself, have been wanting to see. So I'm hoping that that's the tandem we see. That's the one-two punch we see against the Colts. Uh, because if we just continue to try to make Lamar a drop-back passer, it's not going to work. We have to see some RPOs. We need to see the read options. We need to see some play-action passes because that's where Lamar excels. And also, he needs to pass more in the red zone. That's where he really excels. When they try to come out, you know, and have him throw outside the numbers, it's, it just doesn't really work. So that's definitely what I want to see uh, from our offense going up against your guys' defense. All right, Joe, some questions now about the Ravens wide receivers. Uh, I'm curious for you, you know, if, from a Colts perspective, the Colts have been pretty good against the pass pretty much all year. Um, they lead the league in interceptions right now. What do you think the Colts need to do, or who do you think the Colts need to keep an eye on um, in this Ravens passing attack? Because you guys still have some weapons um, in, in a couple different positions, wide receiver and tight end. Who are some of the guys the Colts really need to take out of this game and, and force Lamar to go to some other guys? Yeah, I mean, the thing is, we really only have two guys that uh, Lamar loves to go to, which is obviously Hollywood Brown and uh, Mark Andrews, right? Those are the two that you absolutely need to key in on. And defenses have pretty much figured that out. They've been doubling both of them, and our passing game has suffered because if you let them get open, it's not going to be a good day for you because for me, it feels like Lamar just – that those are like the only two guys that he really truly has a lot of trust in is Marquise Hollywood Brown and Mark Andrews. And if they're covered and he starts to feel the pressure in the pocket, that's when he gets nervous. And it's just, it's, it's not pretty for Lamar. It's not pretty for Lamar. So yeah, you guys cannot leave Hollywood Brown open. You can't leave Mark Andrews open because if you do, Lamar will absolutely take advantage of that. I do expect the Colts to game plan against those two. We've, we also have another up and coming rookie receiver named Devin Duvernay. He doesn't get a lot of snaps, but he comes in every now and again. He had a big catch against the Steelers. It was uh, like a 40-yard uh, catch, I believe. So he's capable of doing things. Just the question for us is, will the coaching staff actually implement him into the receiving game, which we would like to see? And you have Willie Sneed. He's solid. He's a veteran receiver, but he's not like a game breaker. He'll just, you know, he does convert some third downs here and there. Possession receiver, it's cool, but... He's really not a threat. To be honest with you, man, this passing game is really suffering. <laughs> it's, uh, it's definitely not something that you guys should be too afraid of. I would definitely be more focused on uh, the running game for sure. Gotcha. Well, let's flip it over to the other side now. The Colts offense, their passing attack. The last two weeks, they've really come alive. I mean, Phillip Rivers over 600 yards, six touchdowns, only one interception thrown. So Phillip Rivers and this offense have really started to find themselves in the passing attack. It was kind of the first couple of weeks, kind of up and down, back and forth, but seems like they kind of found their, fit, their footing a little bit there in the passing attack. They've been protecting Phillip Rivers pretty well. Uh, so I'm curious for you, obviously we talked about Marlon Humphrey being out for this game. Uh, how do you feel like the Ravens defensive backs and Ravens pass rushers stack up against Phillip Rivers and this offense? Yeah, it's um, 
Again, that's another concern for me because the great offensive line for the Indianapolis Colts, and we already struggle to get a pass rush as it is. That's one of the reasons that we brought in Yannick Ngakwe from the Vikings. Uh, we went against like the Bengals and the Eagles, and we had really good days sack-wise. I think we got like six and then seven. Um, but I, for me, it wasn't. I wasn't getting too excited about the pass rush because I'm like, come on, it's the Eagles' terrible offensive line and the Bengals' horrible offensive line, right? So that's why I like the Yannick Ngakwe trade. But then we went up against the Steelers, and we saw some of those same issues that the pass rush just can't get home. They can get pressure now, and they can get sacks every now and again. But it's just not at a consistent level that we would like to see. And especially since the secondary is dealing with, you know, Marlon Humphrey being out and we're dealing with a bunch of injuries there. It is a concern, especially going up a veteran like Phillip Rivers, who has seen a blitz or two, you know, in his career. So we like to come at you with exotic blitzes. And it definitely does really well against some of the younger quarterbacks, rookie quarterbacks. It just confuses the hell out of them and they don't know what to do. And I think it, we also confuse some veteran quarterbacks, but what I've noticed is that maybe towards like the second half, that's when they really start to, they start to figure things out. They, and um, so I would assume that that's what Phillip Rivers is going to do. I think he'll probably struggle like in the first quarter, beginning of the second quarter, but then his veteran savviness will take over. And that's when you're going to start to see some, uh, you know, some diagnosis pre-snap and just taking advantage of the injuries that we have in the secondary and, uh, but you know, we have a great defensive line. If Calais Campbell can come back in, you guys are pretty familiar with him. So uh -huh. we'll see what he can do. And, uh, it, yeah, the offensive line is really the thing that that's, that's troubling for me because I, I just have a feeling that they're going to shut down the pass rush. Yeah. And you know, it's kind of ironic that the, uh, front, the front line for Indianapolis has been pretty good in pass protection so far this year. But ironically, they've been one of the worst units at blocking for the run. Hmm. Uh, the Colts are – obviously, last season, we saw how the Colts were saying, run the damn ball. That's their slogan. They like to do that. The Colts' offensive line loves it. Frank Reich loves it because of the physicality, and it wears the defense down as you go along. But obviously, the Colts lost Marlon Mack. That was their guy. And this, this rushing attack has missed him greatly. I mean, Jonathan Taylor really hasn't had a lot of time to really uh, burst into the scene yet. You know, he's kind of in the same situation as, you know, your guy, J.K. Dobbins. Uh, I'm familiar with J.K. Dobbins as a Buckeye fan myself. I love J.K. I kind of wish the Colts had drafted him because I love the fact that, you know, you can use him in the pass game and you get him in the open field. He is something else. Uh, Taylor really hasn't had a chance to do that yet. Uh, we actually think that our backup running back, Jordan Wilkins, might actually get the start because over the last few years, he's, uh, and especially this season, he's been averaging the most yards per uh, carry so far. He actually leads the NFL in yards per carry with a minimum of 100 uh, rushes. So he actually does a, a much better job of, you know, finding the holes in this offensive line that Jonathan Taylor really hasn't. 
Uh, I think the Colts are in the bottom half of yards per game when it comes to rushing. Are you still a little bit nervous about this Colts offensive line being able to run the football? Because like you said, you have Calais Campbell in there, a guy that definitely is a good run stopper. If Patrick Queen isn't uh, on the COVID list after this week, then, you know, Patrick Queen's done a really good job. How confident are you in stopping the run? So if there is one thing that we can hang our hat on is that we've always been able to stop the run, and I don't think that's necessarily changed this year. Now, last year, that was a problem for us, stopping the run. We could not stop the run at all. That's what killed us in the, in the Titans playoff game, obviously. Derrick Henry just went off. Um, but this year, it's been a lot more solid. I think the addition of Calais Campbell and Derrick Wolf have definitely helped out a lot. Also moving uh, our nose tackle Brandon Williams to his original spot because he was more so playing as a defensive end when we had Michael Pierce. Now he's moved back over to nose tackle and there just hasn't been any running up, uh, you know, over the middle against us at all. Um, set and running on the edge, setting the edge was a problem for us last year. It's been a lot better. I think Calais Campbell helps out with that. Also Pernell McPhee, a veteran being in there as well. So rush defense is actually, I'm feeling pretty good about that. Not too concerned about, you know, anybody running on us too much. We did a pretty good job against the Steelers last week, and we've done pretty good job pretty much all season. The only two teams that really were able to get anything going on the ground were the Eagles with a big, like, 60-yard run. And in my opinion, the reason for that is that Brandon Williams, our nose tackle, was out that game. So that's why I feel like they were able to get something going. And then also week one against the Browns, they had Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt. You know, I mean, they're going to run the ball on you. What are you going to do about that? So, uh, yeah, I, I feel confident about our rush defense. That is one thing that I will say. I think if the Colts are going to beat us offensively, it will be through the air, not necessarily through the grounds. Okay. Well, the last thing we'll do here, Joe, we do this with every person we have on here. Score prediction time for this game. Uh, so I'm curious for you, the Ravens come off a tough loss against a very, very good Pittsburgh Steelers team. Uh, I'll get your score prediction first, Joe, then Derek, you can give yours and then I'll give mine. Sure. Oh man. So <laughs> as it stands right now, I think on Tuesday, obviously this could change as this, as the week progresses, we're going to see what happens with all the COVID guys and all that. Um, but I think I might actually predict for the first time this season, a Ravens loss and it doesn't feel right, but I'm just not feeling good about this matchup, man. I think that the Colts, uh, they can take advantage of where we're weak at right now. And especially if all those guys don't play, if they all do test positive or at least half of those guys, it's going to be rough. It's going to be a rough day for the defense. So I think right now, as it stands, I may predict a Ravens loss, man, which is crazy to say, but it, it's, it's, it is what it is. I'll say um, I still think it'll be a close game. It should be a battle either way, you know. Uh, we'll say maybe 26 Colts, 24 Ravens. It's, I think it's going to be a very close game. Uh, but right now as it stands, if we go into how, it, how we're looking right now, yeah, I think the Ravens might end up losing this game. All right. Um, yeah, I'm also going to predict a Colts win here. But like you said, I think it's going to be a close game. I actually think it'll be a, a higher scoring game than that. Um, I think it's going to end up being 34 to 31 Indianapolis. I think both offenses, especially if, like you said, with a couple guys being out, I think that this is just going to be a very high scoring game. The Colts offense is finally figuring out a little bit of a rhythm. 
So, yeah, 34-31 Indianapolis. Okay, so the pressure's on me now to, <laughs> to make a good prediction here. This is great. Uh, shoot. So, I rarely do this, but I just think Baltimore is so talented every, everywhere. Like, and it just – they scare me. They really do um, with what they can do. So, I'm going to actually predict a Colts loss. I don't normally do this. This is, this is weird for me to do this, but <laughs> – I think it is going to be a close game. I, really I predicted do. a Ravens honestly, loss, which is unheard of as well. So, Yeah, right. <laughs> right. It's crazy because it's just kind of like, you know what? Like, I don't – I'm not like normally okay with any loss, but like the Ravens are a darn good football team. So, if the Colts can keep it close, I, I'm not going to like lose my mind over that. So, I, I'm going to go – I'm going to go 31-28 Ravens. It's going to be super, super close. I think it's going to come down – to field position, honestly. I really think it's going to come down to that, and it's just going to be a field goal difference, but uh, that's where I'm going to go. Sorry, Derek, but I think that's, that's where I'm going to go. I'm disappointed week. in you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I've predicted a win, I feel like, every single week, so it's about time I, I change it up a little bit, you know? Yeah. Who would have guessed <laughs> that there would have been one guy to pick a Ravens win, and it's not the Ravens Yeah, guy, right? <laughs> it's not the Ravens guy that's yeah. doing it. How unfortunate <laughs> is that? Man. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I'm going to probably get some hate in the comments, but it's all worth it. It's for, for the entertainment, for the people. Mm-hmm. So, all righty. Well, I think that'll wrap up this preview of Colts versus Ravens. It's going to be a great game regardless of who wins. Thank you, Joe, for coming on, uh, and good luck, like I say, but not too much luck. <laughs> for sure, man. Thank you guys for having me. I appreciate that. Yeah.